0: All right, you guys can be seated. Can you hear me okay? Come on. Okay. How are we doing? Good. It's so good to see you guys. And some of you are like, who is this guy? Um, Robin says that I'm much nicer than I look right now. I don't know if that means anything to you. Um, yeah, so a couple of weeks ago, Daryl and I had a chance to go out to lunch and catch up, you know, talk about what's happening in each, other, each other's lives and... Uh, If you have, you know, you, you need friends. Really, you need you need at least one friend that is able to speak into your life. You know what I mean? I've got I've got three or four of them, but everybody needs someone who you've given permission to to say, "Hey, man, what's going on? You know what's what's happening?" And then if if something's not right, then they can they have they have the permission, if you will, they have the authority to say, "Listen, man, it's not really lining up." And so for four years. Daryl and I had that relationship, and, uh, and I love him for it. We challenge each other, and uh, we push each other, and we encourage. And he edifies me. He exhorts me. And during this conversation, I think there was some give and take on both sides. But I, as I began to talk with him, he, he asked me a question, and he says, um, Hey, what are you doing in Texas? You know? And so to give you the short story, Mar- Daryl kind of gave you a, uh, a condensed version too. In March of 2006, Robin and I moved from Dallas, Texas, here to help start this church. And then in March of 2010, we moved from here six hours north up to Virginia to help another ministry. And in fact, be a part of that ministry and, and kind of become equipped to do some other things. And so we were there this last year. That's where we've been. And then we felt like the Lord was leading us back to Texas. We felt released to go back to Texas, if you will. And so um, that's kind of where we're headed. Um, it's taken us a while to get there, but we're... <laughs> we're on our way. And so Daryl just asked me, hey, what are you guys doing in Texas? You know? And my response typically, i if, if you know me, if you've known me, is pretty underwhelming. When you ask me about if you when you ask me about my ministry, as it were, my response typically is very um non-enthusiastic. And so my answer was, eh, I don't know. Yeah, whatever. You know. And and Daryl's like like, well, that's not good enough, you know, that's not going to work. And uh, because I was really, what I was doing was I was actually answering from a standpoint of like, uh, you know, job, where are you going to live and um, what church are you going to? So I'm just, and honestly, I can't tell you, I don't know. I don't know. So that's what, that was my response. But really, Daryl doesn't care, Doesn't. and I should have known, he doesn't care, you know, where we're going to live, what, what we're going to do for money or whatever else. He was asking, what what are you doing? What are you pursuing? What are you going after, you know? And so when he said that, it really kind of struck my spirit like, whoa, I can see how this makes a difference, how I'm responding to questions about what my purpose is or what we're doing. It it makes a difference, you know? Um, I, I just felt like, man, I need to say something to some of you guys, you know? Because maybe I responded to some of your questions about when we first moved to Virginia. Maybe I was saying, wow, what if I responded like that to some of the people, you know, that that we were in relationship with here? You know, that that could make a difference. Now, it could be that, you know, none of you were affected by that, that kind of attitude of mine. Um, but I could really see, after this conversation with Daryl, how it could happen. How it could have happened. Because it matters, you know. I mean... It matters how we as brothers and sisters live out and walk this thing out. It affects me how Daryl walks out his faith in Christ, or Seth, or Jason, or Steve, or Radley. It, it, it affects me. And it should, if you love me, it should affect you how I'm walking. It's just the way that it is. It's the way that God has designed his family. And, as I look back across the years you know i I look at people who had major contributions in my spiritual walk as a young man, and I can look back now and I, and i see you know I see a, a pastor to maybe more that they're they're divorced or or um you know they're estranged from their kids or um, they're not they're not walking in faith and and those things you know may have had nothing to do with them and so um, if you're in that, if you're in that position, I, I'm not throwing any stones or indicting anything, but it just seems like their walk has been li- like they could take it or leave it. You know what I mean? I was talking to some friends the other day who were once on fire with God, and I'm asking, them, "Hey, where are you going to church?" Ah, eh, we don't really, we go every once in a while here <laughs> and then. I'm like, "Oh man, that just broke my heart." You know? I mean, it makes a difference <laughs> how we walk this thing out, and so. um there, you know, this conversation is like um, causing me to think. Like, oh, I hope that the way I responded like didn't cause any of you to be discouraged in your heart. You know, d- does that make sense? What I'm saying at all to anybody? I I think there I think there's um, there's a part of us that think. Well, it's it could be just neutral, you know. But I don't want I don't want neutral. I don't want my, my faith and my walk to be neutral. I want my faith to encourage you guys and give you strength, right? And refresh you. And I want your walks to do that in my, in my walk, right? Listen to Philemon, verses 4 through 7. I always thank my God as I remember you in my prayers because I hear about your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for all the saints, I pray that you be active in sharing your faith so that you will have a full understanding of every good thing we have in Christ. Your love has given me great joy and encouragement because you, brother, have refreshed the hearts of the saints. And that's what, I, I really want my my life to have that effect on you. Okay? And so that's what I was I was really... Convicted about, it. and so my first order of business this morning was really just to repent and to say, and if something that I did or said or or which you see, it, you know, it could have just, man, he's apathetic towards ministry towards whatever. That was not my intention, but I just want to say, hey, forgive me for that. And, and some of you don't even know who I am, so you're like, well, I know that doesn't affect me. But if I could, man, I'll just let me stand in the gap for, you know, maybe a pastor. Kind of like what I described, like I, I look back at people who have poured into my life and they're, they're not running the race anymore. They've, you know, they, they've run out of steam or whatever, whatever you want to call it. Um, maybe there's people in your life that have had that effect on you, have discouraged you. And, and I just want to say, hey, forgive, forgive me for that. I'll stand in the gap for pastors or for teachers, Sunday school teachers, or just neighbors who've really, you know, poured into you. And then you look back at their life and they've really, they're just losing grip on the confession of their faith. So that was kind of my first, really, what I, I wanted to do. I, 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 want, I want you to know that I am not indifferent or passive or apathetic about ministry. I, I mean, uh, if you're asking me about ministry as it pertains to the ministry of the Holy Spirit, not as it relates to a job or money, I'm saying, man, that's what Robin and I are all about. So be encouraged that... The guy who was with you for four years is not going back to Texas, you know, to collect—I don't know—steer horns and whatever they collect in Texas. I was going to say seashells, but really, we're not anywhere near Galveston, which is really not a beach anyway. Um, but it's not—you know what I'm saying? Like, like I could see how Daryl would be discouraged from my response, eh, I don't know, we'll just do whatever. Yeah, I walk with, we walked together for four years, man, we went through some stuff, and we encouraged each other, and we, I mean, we walked through ministry. It's a hard thing to do. Jim knows it's hard to walk with someone through ministry. You go through some trials and some tribulations, and you sharpen one another. So if Daryl were to tell me, "Hey, you know what? Me and, uh, me and Kimberly and the kids, we're packing up. We're going back to St. Augustine. We're going to collect seashells for the rest of our lives, you know? I'd be like, whoa, 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 that's not, no, 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 that's not good enough. You know, you're not, that's, I would say, no, you're not going to do that. Um, So anyway, that's kind of where I was coming from in that, you know, in that conversation, the Lord just convicted me. So I want to apologize, I want to ask for your forgiveness. But here's the truth of the matter. Rob and I are called to relationships, which are, I mean, relationships are the, are, it, it is, that's what Christianity is all about that's what that's what this this is all about relationship relationship with God relationships with one another other believers and and relationship with the world you know daryl's that let's follow follow the Lord feed the sheep free the world those are your three relationships but it's about relationships all of this and we are all called to it whether you're you are a you know you're getting paid for it you know or or it's your main thing we're we' as believers, we're all called to this ministry. I don't know what else there, there is, So we're called to do and say and act and serve and worship in a way that will cause other people to fall deeper in love with Jesus, right? Yeah, and, 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 and also to help them find freedom to walk in the abundance of His love. So that's the calling. That's the calling in Texas. That's the calling in Jefferson, Georgia. That's the calling in Oneida, Virginia. Or Honolulu, Hawaii. Or Jamaica. That's the calling for every believer. Okay? So if that's the calling for us, how's it happen? How do we do it? How do we carry this thing out? How do we walk this thing out? Do we just... Just hunker down, dig a little deeper, try a little harder. How many of you know that does not work? Anybody besides me? Man, that t- yeah, I mean, there there is an aspect of effort. You know, there there is an aspect of doing, um, but man, I would not emphasize that. First Peter one five. For this reason, make every effort to add to your faith goodness knowledge, self-control, perseverance, godliness, brotherly kindness, love. For if you possess these qualities in increasing measure, they will keep you from being ineffective and unproductive in your knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. So there is this aspect of effort. Make every effort to do these things, to walk this thing out. But listen, how do I put this? the way the way that the effort is channeled into actually performing these things is done by god right if you read just the two verses before that here's what paul said or peter says his divine power has given us everything we need for life and godliness his divine power has given us everything we need for life and godliness through our knowledge of him who called us by his own glory and goodness, through these, right, his glory and goodness, he has given us his very great and precious promises. This is is an awesome passage of scripture. So that through them, his promises, listen now, he has given us these very great and precious promises, okay? Through them, you may participate in the divine nature, the spirit. How do we participate? Through his promises, through his divine power. And in the process, we escape the corruption in the world caused by evil desires. But Jesus says it like this, John fifteen five: I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him, he bears much fruit. For apart from me you can do nothing, Right? Apart from God, we can do nothing. Galatians 5.16 But I say, walk by the Spirit, and you will not fulfill the desire of the flesh. That's a promise. <laughs> that is a promise. That is an amazing guarantee if you're a believer, and you're like, man, how do I do it? How do I walk this thing out? Walk by the Spirit. And you will not carry out the desires of the flesh. So I I mean, what's the question? How do we walk by the Spirit, right? Isn't that the question? I mean, if that if that is If that's how we walk out this thing with one another, tell me how to do it. Tell me how I walk in the Spirit, because I know on my my own will, I can't will myself to love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, right? Faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. A few of you raised your hands. All of you should have raised your hands. You cannot will that in yourself. I'll give you some scripture verses. If you think you can, I'll give you some scripture verses that I think might surprise you. But here's the real question. How do I do that? How do I walk in the Spirit? That's what I want. That's what we all want. So here's how I I see it happens in scripture. And I'm just going to give you three things, okay? Um, And this is not... um, I'm going to give you three things. I think it begins with a posture of humility in the heart. That's how I think the whole thing starts. There is a recognition, a confession of our complete dependence on God to carry this thing out. That's how I think it begins. With a posture of humility in the heart. Romans 7.18 For I know that nothing good dwells in me, that is in my flesh, nothing good dwells in me in my flesh, for I have the desire to do what is right, but i don 't have the ability to carry it out any any takers on that any, can you identify with that man? I can identify with that, man I get this desire to carry this thing out I, I just don 't have the ability to keep it going to sustain it John. 15, verses 4 and 5. Abide in me, and I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine. So neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me, and I in him, he bears much fruit. Now listen to this. For apart from me, you can do nothing. We are all completely dependent on God to carry this thing out. Okay, so the first thing is this posture of humility in our heart that says god i I can't do it man i am I need you to I need you to do this in me because I don't have the ability. I confess what you confess, I confess what you say is truth, that I don't have the ability to carry it out, and apart from you, I can't do anything That should be our confession every morning before we take the covers off when we open our eyes it's like God, I confess, I don't have the ability to do this thing without you. I'm completely dependent on you. Okay. So here's the second step. This, is, this I think, I'm going to spend just a little bit more time on the second step because I think this is this is kind of the practicality of it, right? This is kind of like, this is our role in it, I believe. Our, our responsibility in this thing about walking in the Spirit. We choose to set our minds on the promises of God and the resources of the Holy Spirit. We choose, we make a conscious choice to set our minds on God's thoughts, God's attitudes, God's word. Listen to Romans 8, 4-8. through 8. We do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. For those who are according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh. But those who are according to the Spirit, the things of the Spirit. For the mind set on the flesh is death, but the mind set on the Spirit is life and peace, because the mind set on the flesh is hostile toward God. For it does not subject itself to the law of God for it is not even able to do so. And those who are in the flesh cannot please God. So those who walk according to the flesh, they set their minds on the flesh. And those who walk according to the Spirit, set their minds on the Spirit, the things of God. Colossians 3, verses 1 and 2. If then you have been raised with Christ, seek the things that are above. Where Christ is seated... Seated at the right hand of God. Set your mind on things that are above, not on things that are on the earth. Okay, so I'm going to do a, uh, an illustration here. This is, uh, this is my first sermon illustration. I don't believe I've ever done a sermon illustration. So I'm going to try this. Guys, I need some volunteers. I'm going to choose my volunteers. <laughs> Seth, I need you as a volunteer. <laughs> Jim, can I, can I get your assistance? Bradley, Steve, you guys come up here too. Who do I need? Okay. Alright, right here. Right here. You're gonna be my soul. Okay. And then I need um, I need one more guy. Jimmy, come on, help me. Alright. Alright. These are high end props right here, people. Alright? Hold that right there. I don't know. Just because somebody does, don't receive it. Don't receive it. It's just for a sermon illustration. Look at Radley. He gets a little old spirit. All right. So here, here's our makeup. I'm gonna look at my notes here because this is the first time I've taught this. All right. Okay. So here, here, here's the ma- the main part of you right here. Your soul. I call it your chooser. It's where your heart is, or your mind. Okay, it's your personality. It's it's you. This is who you are, really. Okay, um, this is where all your information is stored, right there. Okay, um, and then you, then okay, let's go this way. Okay, now when you're before you're born again, this is this is all you've got right here is this connection right here because the Bible says we're dead spiritually. Okay, but when we're born again, we become a new creation. All things become new, and, and our spirit comes alive. He gives us a new spirit, and so now we have this spirit man that lives in us, okay? All right, and, and Colossians 3.10 says that this spirit man is made in the image of its creator, right, who's over here. This is God. So this guy is made in his image, okay, Colossians 3.10, all right? And our connection point from the spirit to, the, to God, to the Godhead, is through the Holy Spirit. This is how God comes to us, how we come to God. It's the Holy Spirit, okay? Then on this side, we have the flesh. And when I say flesh right now I'm not talking about the body. The the you know, this like literal flesh, right? You know that. It's it's really the NIV defines it I think as the sinful nature. They that's how they um that's not the word, yeah, that's how they translate it. That's not the, the literal word is flesh. But you can use the same word for different meanings like we all do. So Um, the flesh though, we'll just, just so you have an idea, is the sinful nature of us, not the actual body, okay? Because the body can be used to glorify God, it's not bad in and of itself, but the flesh lives, the the sinful nature lives in the body, that's where it traffics, that's where it operates, okay? Because it's the connecting point to the world, okay? So the world, again, the world is not, the world is not the earth, okay? So... It's not, the, the earth is not bad, it's not, you know, it's, it, it, in fact, it declares the glory of God, the word says. So that's not what I'm talking about when we have world right here. What we're talking about here is, is any philosophy or belief or system that raises itself up against the knowledge of God, the truth of God, the word of God, the son of God, right? Anything that is contrary to god that 's what we 're calling the world it 's the, it's the worldly systems and philosophies is what it is okay so here's here 's where we are this this chooser right here, this soul okay and uh, um, this this flesh is influenced by this okay so if if our connection point is the spirit through the Holy Spirit to the Father, who's influencing this right here? It's Satan. Okay? 2 Corinthians 4.4 says, The God of this world has blinded the minds of the unbelieving so that they may not see the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God. John 12.31 refers to Satan as the ruler of this world. John 14.30, ruler of this world. John 16.11, ruler of this world. Ephesians 2.2 two in which you formerly walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, of the spirit that is now working in the sons of disobedience. Let me give you one more. Ephesians 6.12. For our struggle is not against literal flesh, okay, but against rulers, against powers, against the world forces of this darkness, against the spiritual forces of wickedness in the heavenly places. Okay, so are you following how this, how this works? This is... This is us, right here, these three, okay? We have a new spirit made in the image of its creator, and we got this guy hanging around, okay? This is is all we had before we were born again. And the only way that we could operate and meet our needs is through the flesh, through the world, which is influenced by Satan. So what's going on inside of us? There is a massive war. There is a massive war going on inside of you. Listen to Galatians 5.17. For the flesh, right, the sinful nature, sets its desire against the spirit. And the spirit sets its desire against the flesh. And these are in opposition to one another. Romans 8.5. Let's read this again with this understanding. Let's read this one more time because we read it prior to, to this illustration. For those who are according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh. So, you want to know how to just walk out the world system? You just set your mind right here. Anybody know what it takes to set to set your mind right here? Anybody know? You wake up. You wake up. You wake up and this is, this is, this is where you're at. Because this is what we live in. We live in this world. So, if you just wake up, you pop out of bed, your influences are coming from this this guy over here. Okay? For those who walk according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh. But those who are according to the Spirit, the things of the Spirit. He said, this guy, if he wants to walk in the Spirit, what's he got to do? He's got to set his mind over here on, a, on this Spirit whom God has made in His image. And this guy is getting his stuff from this guy from that guy. And that, that didn't sound... I don't like using that. <laughs> this guy and that guy. He's <laughs> talking about the God of the universe, so... Um, I'll be a little more careful. Sorry about that. That wasn't very good. Okay, so, for, so, so here's the deal. For the mindset on the flesh, the word says is death. Okay? But the mindset on the spirit is life and peace. Because the mindset on the flesh is hostile towards God. This guy, they, he doesn't like what's going on over there at all. And frankly, God, the Holy Spirit, your spirit man, made in the, the image of its creator. It doesn't like this guy. Okay, so there is a massive war going on. So, this is the practical part of my three points the second part of choosing. This guy, your mind, you have to choose to set your mind on the things of God, on the influences of God, and the resources of His Holy Spirit. Does that make sense? So I want you to I want you to kind of take this image with you. Here's how you know you're walking in the flesh. I mean, it's easy. The Bible says, "Oh, well, I'm envying. I got strife in my life. I have no peace. I have no rest. I have no victory over sin." I think most people, you know, if you were to ask me, man, Preston, I'm just really struggling. You know, Um, you know, I thought I had this uh, this addiction licked, or you know, "I'm, I'm I'm pornography. I'm just trying not to, you know, and my my, my response would be, well, what are, you, what are you setting your mind on? Where is your mind going? When you wake up in the morning, what resources are you living out of? Are you living out of the resources of, of your spirit man who's being empowered by God? Are you living out of the resources of this guy who's being influenced by the world, who's being influenced by Satan? That would be my response. And the Bible calls those things flesh patterns. It's a pattern of flesh because all you're doing is got your mind over here. So what we want to do as believers is, man, we want to set our minds on the things of God. And that's why I say every morning you get up, man, God, I, first of all, I know I can't do this by myself. I've tried to walk this out before, and I just can't, I can't make myself do it. Because, you know, really, it's not about behavioral modification. Anyway, you know that, right? Christianity is not about do's and don'ts. The do's and don'ts are filled from the heart that just has got his heart and mind focused on God. Okay? All right, guys, thanks. And don't receive any of this kind of stuff right here, okay? All right, appreciate it. Thanks, thanks, guys. All right. Okay, so now the scripture verse that we all know, right? Do not be conformed to the patterns of the course of the world in which we live before all of us saved. This is... This is how we were programmed. All of the world's attitudes and thoughts and and their belief systems and philosophies, that's what we lived on. That's what we knew before we were born again and now have a spirit man. He says, don't be conformed to those patterns any longer, but be transformed by what? The renewing of your mind. So we set our minds on God. So we have this posture of humility in us that says, God, you're going to have to do this for me. And I'm just going to set, I'm going to turn this way and I'm going to set my heart, my mind on you. And I'm going to live out of your word. What you say is true. I'm going to live by your thoughts, your attitudes, your opinions. What you say is right. What you say is wrong. And I'm going to live by the Spirit. I'm going to walk in the Spirit. The, thir- the third aspect. I think this, this, is, um, this is how I believe Scripture says it, that it's... Um, that it actually is empowered, and it's faith. It's faith. Hebrews 11.6 says, Without faith, it is impossible to please God, because anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who earnestly seek him. Okay, so, listen, without faith, we can, there's an element, there's a way that we can say, we can be focusing on the things of God But without faith, without belief, without trust that God is going to do what he says he's going to do, what do you think we do? We say, well, I'm going to turn back over here and I'm going to try to live out of my own, I'm going to try to live this thing out myself. And then it becomes law again. So what we have to do is we say, God, I believe what you say is true. I'm going to live out of your promises. Let's go back just real quick. If you have it, Daryl, I don't know if you have it. It's uh, the Philemon verse? No. No. No, 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 First, uh, First Peter 3, 3 and 4, right? Okay, it says this, it says, Through these He has given us very great and precious promises so that through them you may participate in the divine nature, in the Spirit. You can participate through God's precious promises So, so and you escape the corruption of the world by evil desires, right? So what I'm saying is, there, there are promises that God gives us about when we walk in the Spirit. Okay, First Corinthians one eight says He will keep you strong to the end, so that you will be blameless on the day of our Lord Jesus Christ. Another one, Philippians one six says, "For I am confident of this very thing that he who began a good work in you, he will perfect it until the day of Jesus Christ." First Thessalonians five twenty three says, "May God Himself, the God of peace, sanctify you." Through and through, may your whole spirit, soul, and body be kept blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. The one who calls you is faithful, and he will do it. Right? Jude, verse 24, Now to him who is able, to him who is able to keep you from stumbling and to make you stand in the presence of his glory blameless with great joy. Right? So there is an aspect. Here we have some promises That God is going to do this. Do we believe he's going to do it? Do we have faith that he's going to do this? And I think that's the last element of walking in the Spirit. We have this posture of humility that says, God, I can't do this without you. I'm going to set my mind on you and your word, and I believe you're going to do it for me. That's how we walk in the Spirit. That's how we do it. And, you know, it think, think back to think back to our illustration for a minute about you know the influences of the world versus God's thoughts, God's attitudes. What about Jesus, our, our example, right? Where did he where was he in, in this in this thing right here? Well, first of all, he, he never had a sin nature, right but he's tempted in every way just as we were tempted. But here's where Jesus stands on this whole issue, John 5:19. I tell you the truth. The Son can do nothing by himself. He can do only what he sees the Father doing. Because what the Father does, the Son does also. John 5:30. By myself, this is Jesus speaking, I can do nothing. I judge only as I hear, and my judgment is just. For I seek not to please myself, but him who sent me. John 12:49. I did not speak of my own accord, but the Father who sent me commanded me what to say and how to say it. John 14.10 Don't you believe that I am in the Father and the Father is in me? The words I say to you are not just my own, rather it is the Father living in me who is doing his work. This is my favorite one. John 14.30 I will not speak much more with you. For the ruler of this world is coming, and he has nothing in me. That's what we're going for in Texas. That the world would have nothing in us, right? No influence, no sway, no persuasion, no coercion. We're living out of the resources of God. So Daryl, asked me again, what are you doing in Texas? <laughs> this is what we're doing right here. I want, I want the world to have nothing in me. And I'll be honest with you, I'm a long way, and Robin can tell you I'm a long way. You know, if you're married, your spouse is, is the one who can tell you how you're doing, where you're at. And, and I, you know, like I said, I'm a long way, but that's the goal. That's what I want. And that's what I want for you guys. You know, Daryl had said earlier that we love you guys. We love you guys. It matters to me. It matters to Robin how you walk this thing out, how you finish it. Steve, don't let Daryl call me and say, ah, Steve, he's, I don't know, he's, just, he's at work all the time now. He never comes to church. Man, that would break my heart. And I'm not saying do it for me, but, but there is an element where, hey man, we love, we love one another, it matters. It matters how we walk this thing out. And if you want to walk it out in a way, in this way, Listen to this one more time. I'm going to finish with this. I always thank my God as I remember you in my prayers because I hear about your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for all the saints. I pray that you may be active in sharing your faith so that you will have a full understanding of every good thing we have in Christ. Your love has given me great joy and encouragement because you, brother, you've refreshed hearts of the saints you want to live like that you walk in the spirit you walk in the spirit ricky can you come up now you're right to ask you to come up and sing one more worship song as ricky's coming up i i just want to um has this made sense yeah you guys are there any questions you guys have any concerns or thoughts anybody I'll field some. I'll field some stuff. Might not have the answer, but I'll, I'll. I'll. ask Jim. Anybody? Okay. Well, listen. We do. We do love you guys, and and really, I'm, Daryl. Thanks for letting me. You know. Let, let me speak. For for uh, trusting me up here. Um. Yeah, we love you guys, and this this is what we want for you guys. We don't want the world to have any influence in you guys either i want you guys to be able to walk this thing out freedom joy love peace that's what we want for you guys okay so um why don't we do this i i I want i want to give you an opportunity now to say hey that's what i want i want to be able to do that i want to walk in the spirit you know um but before before i do that you may, be, you may be sitting here today and, and you may not have your spirit man yet or your spirit woman. You may never have been born again. The Bible says unless you're born again, you will not see the kingdom of heaven. So your, all your attempts at goodness and righteousness and all that stuff, you, you heard it yourself. You can't, you can't do it. I mean, it's hard, it's hard for us to do it with the spirit man because we've got we've to do this ourselves. But with, without, without this kind of connection, you don't stand a chance. This is all you have right here. But this is what God wants for you right here. And so maybe you've never, you've never confessed Jesus as Lord, the one who took the penalty of your sin and paid your fine. Why don't you bow your heads? Close your eyes with me this morning. if you're a believer here, let's be an attitude of prayer that the Holy Spirit would have His way here. If you've never made that commitment, if you don't have your spirit man and you're saying, God, I want to live in the the abundance of your Holy Spirit and your love and the freedom that you give us from the desires of the world and the lusts of the flesh, I want that. I want forgiveness for my sins. If you want that... um, Today your day. The Bible says that you repent of your sins. You confess with your mouth. You believe in your heart that Jesus was crucified for your sins, raised on the third day, and confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord. Romans 10 says, you shall be saved. There's a confession of the mouth and a belief in the heart that says, God, I believe what you did for me through Jesus on the cross. I receive your grace. I receive your mercy. I receive your forgiveness through the blood of Jesus. And you can do that right now as you're sitting in your seat. Now, I don't have to give you the words to say, I just want you to speak to him heart to heart. You don't have to verbalize it with your mouth right now, but just heart to heart to God. Forgive me. Give me a new spirit. I want to live and walk in the spirit. Do that this morning. Do it right now. if you're a believer here this morning and 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 what i've said uh has made a lot of sense to you um and you're like man that's that's good that's good what the word says is good and i want to operate out of the spirit man and not my flesh i'm just going to i'm just going to pray that that there would be a I don't know, a confirmation in your heart and your mind that you would every day confess your dependence on God and that you would choose to focus your your affections and your attentions on the resources of God and not on the world and the flesh and that you would believe God to do it in faith. I'm just going to pray that He would that He would impart a grace They would give you victory in your life. So Father, we come to You just with a confession of, of weakness and say, we need You. Yeah, we need You really, really bad. Because we can't do this on our own. And because of Your precious promises, Lord, we're going to turn our heart and our minds and we're going to focus on You. We're going to focus on Your thoughts, on Your attitudes, on Your Word, on Your Son. We're going to focus our minds on the things above. We choose to set ourselves and face You every day. And we're going to walk out of abundance of the resources that You provide for us in the Holy Spirit. And we're going to believe, Lord, that you're going to accomplish your work in us. You're going to do it. You're going to complete it. We believe that you're uh, a truth teller. You're faithful. You're just. You've never not kept your word. And so we choose to believe it this morning. Help us, won't you, God? Help us, we pray. In Jesus' name, amen.